This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Are we rolling? Because today's a big day, you guys. Today's the day I get to share one of my uh, most important people in my life, Tony Award-nominated award actress, singer. I know, right? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, LGBTQIA plus advocate. And member. And member. I like that. Yeah, right. There's a difference. I, right? Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. And really, truly, um, the kindest most incredible person on a day-to-day level that I have ever met. Oh my God. She's also um, the fifth most important and favorite person <laughs> to my children. Shout out to Aunt Stacy and <laughs> Safta, my mom. I happen to be the second in case anyone's wondering what the ranking is. Second. Uh-huh. Caitlin Kinnanen. Hi. Welcome to the Mom Curious Podcast. Thanks for having me. I would like you to do that intro just Anywhere I go, any oh. room I walk into, I would like you to go into first and be like, here's the sitch. Okay. Thank but you. I do, I, in in effect, I do. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, when my, so Caitlin was away for the pandemic for, for some time. Yeah. And when you came back, I was like, mommy, Caitlin's <laughs> filming. In the meantime, since we've seen her, she has been nominated for a Tony. <laughs> and she's still so down to earth. And nice. I try. hasn't changed at all. How did that happen? I think I've changed on like the inside on like a, on like a good way, in, in a, a good, good way. way. But like not like the basis of who I am is still the same. What, how did you change on the inside? I don't know. I think I'm a little wiser, mm-hmm. a little more confident. Good changes. Good changes. Good changes. I don't know. Yeah. It was such a great reunion. Anyway, I say that this is a big day because it's. Pr- I I have a feeling this is going to be a near and dear topic to Miss Laura Lucchetti's heart, because in the middle of the pandemic, maybe you want to set us up. In the middle of the pandemic, I I continue to follow you on socials and we keep in touch, uh-huh. even you know, distance, whatever it means nothing. Distance means nothing. Not to us. Makes the heart grow fonder. It's true, and it did. Yeah. Um, and one day you like get on your phone and tell the world, <laughs> hey, I'm getting my tubes tied. I don't want kids. No. <laughs> I don't want them. Nearest and dearest to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like here we are, we like set up this thesis for the show, which is like, hey, if you're curious about motherhood, we have a Rolodex of people who are yeah. here to tell you this angle and that angle. And if you're not, that's also, cool too. Yes. Turns out not everyone <laughs> knows that. Yeah. That like it's really more than okay that there are procedures you can do. It is so more than okay. There are procedures. There are options. There are like natural ways to go about it. You don't have to have kids, and that's okay. Yeah. And there are many options for you to not have kids. <laughs> yeah. So, well, okay. Can we go into what brought you to that decision, how it went maybe? And so for the listener, here's the thing. You know, if we were talking about natural birth, 
I, I would go step by step with the person and say, this yeah. is how it goes or egg freezing or whatever, because usually people click on these and say like, actually, I want to do that. Yeah. So if you could mentor <laughs> the ear holes, the ear holes of the woman of, who's listening of the or this who, one in the room that's oh, also listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll speak <laughs> directly to you. Um, yeah. So like the, it's something that I've always known. I don't want kids. It's just been a part of my being. Um, I feel like people in life are, they, they know, you know, like you see little kids playing with baby dolls and they say like, oh, I want kids. And you know immediately and they grow up and they continue to say like, oh, I want a family. I want to raise kids. I want to raise kids. And I was like staunchly the opposite. And I was yeah. like, I don't want that. Which is like, ever. I don't know why it's interesting to me, but it's it's worth pointing out that you – you are amazing with kids and that that's not the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah. It's completely different. I love kids. I think kids are amazing. Yeah. I think the children are our future. <laughs> it's very important for other people to continue to have children and for me to love them. But for me biologically to have one, no. Um, so yeah, it was something that I always knew I did not want to take part of. Um, and just like, as I've gotten older, it's, become more clear. The reasoning behind it for me became more clear. And there are many reasons. Yeah. Um, it's not just like, oh, I don't want to give birth. It's like, it's political, economic, it's environmental, it's health-wise, it's my body, it's all of the things combined into one. But yeah, so I was you thinking can go about into those it. things, by the way. Oh, I will go you will into not, those things. You will not offend <laughs> can we also, anyone here. Can we go into it's interesting because that it you is worth it is worth going into. <laughs> also, that you started with it's not that I'm scared to give birth, which is everyone's immediate initial assumption. My mother, who would love me to have kids <laughs> and hates my stance, um, has said, like, what are you scared? What are you scared? And I'm like, it's so much more complicated and there's so it's, much more to it. But it's funny because people really, that's where they start. Mm -hmm. And like, of course not. I've done scary, horrible things for like, yeah, to, to reach an end outcome that I wanted. Like, exactly. it's, and like, yeah, it is that's scary, exactly but like, right. our bodies are like, that's what we are built to have the, have the child, you know? Um, so like, which is part of the reason why you have to have an intervention. Right, because otherwise you can have a child by accident, which is a real yes, thing. yeah, yes, which and like so paranoid about that. Oh my god, have been my whole life, just like no, I don't want it. Um, anyway, <sighs> <laughs> um, I was but, on birth control before I ever had sex because I was so freaked out about the, yeah. the possibility of like ever even accidentally getting into that I'm, spot. I'm fully the believer of like. It, it would be me. I would be the next Virgin Mary. Like, I was just thinking that, guys. I was just thinking, like, you guys drink the Kool-Aid a little too hard. Oh, my God, like, yes. You can't And what's get crazy is that, like, my parents are amazing. And, like, oh, yeah. this was never, like, a taboo topic of, like, you get pregnant by just existing around a oh, they, male like, figure. Oh, yeah. We, like, went into all the details. So, like, I knew. But I was like, I, I just... It's me. It's me. I'm the special one. <laughs> I am going to magically be the one who like, well, I went pee on a on a toilet seat that someone had, you know, just done. Yeah. And that's a swam up into you. Yes. And found your eggs. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, people 
work so hard to get pregnant. Yes. I mean, but also there are people who don't work so hard to get pregnant yeah. and get pregnant and they don't want to be. Yes. So that, that like is a real thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's so many options. All options are open and equal and great and you do you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, I also love that you love your, you love your mother and your, and I your love mom my is parents. such a hero. I know. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, people with trauma. Actually, we once had someone on the, on the show who has a thesis where, um, they, they believe, um, you know, someone who doesn't want to be a mother has a mother wound. And I want, can we go into how cool your mom is? Yeah. When you were, how old she moved all the way to New York from Seattle? 16. For your Broadway debut? Yeah. Tell me about your mom. Yeah. So my mom is awesome. Her name is Betsy. Um, hi, mom. Uh, she's the best. Uh, I was I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 8 years old. And my family like just took that in stride and was there for me, supported me, did all of the things with me and for me. They've been the most supportive. Um, and then when I was 16, I booked my first Broadway show. And that, of course, was in New York. And I lived in Washington State. And my parents were like, well, if we say no to this, it may never present itself again. So like, we have to say yes. So my mom moved across the country with me, leaving my dad and my sister in Washington and lived with me in New York for two and a half years well, I followed my dreams. And, and like, then continued to. Yeah. And then yeah. she was like, okay, cool. I'm going back to Washington. And, you know, now she's back in Washington and like with my dad. And She's a painter. She's a painter. She's an artist. She's a beautiful artist. She's a teacher. Mm. She cares so deeply about other people. But yeah, so there is like zero mom wound in there at all. I have like the epitome of like what a good, healthy relationship should look like, what parenthood should look like what support should look like like my parents are amazing my mother is incredible I have the be-all end-all example of what it can be I think the reason why I bring it up is because I, I have a feeling similar to the conversation you have with your mom Laura like we pathologize people who aren't um doing what we want them to do which is populate the earth and um uh follow in line mm -hmm. with what everyone else ought to do. And I don't think that anyone means to to do this, the, this like pathologizing of, of women who aren't interested in having children. I think it's an accident. I think it's by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's, it could be complicated like it is for Laura, but it also could be very simple. Yeah straightforward. I don't want this. What I want is to be an artist. Yeah. And what I want is to be like fully whole as a human being who can give back to her community, her family and be there for others. And I knew that if I had a kid, it would be detrimental to so many facets of myself. Mm. And that's not fair to me. That's not fair to the kid that I would bring into this world. Like so unfair to them. And it was just it's, just, it's a no for me. It's just a no. It's just a no. Okay, so how, can you take us through the process? It, it, this had to do with um, Roe v. Wade being over. That was like, that, right? that was like the catalyst okay. of it. You Tell know, us. like it would, it definitely, like I had always not wanted children. I had always been on birth control. I had always been like, okay, not getting pregnant. No, 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 no. Um, and then Roe v. Wade happened. And it was just this light bulb moment I'm sure for a lot of people that I was like 
I don't want this so much that if it accidentally happens and we live in a country now where I don't have the access I thought I had access to, I don't want to put myself in that position. I want to be in control of my own body. I want to be able to say yes or no to something. And the idea that that could be taken away from me, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, so I started doing some research. I was like, what are the options? <laughs> um, and yeah, it was like tubal ligation. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's look into that. Um, not birth control? Not just like... Well, I had been on birth control. Birth control is super effective, but not 100%. How, what is, do you know what the percentage is? Um, it depends on the birth control. Uh, I was on, I had an IUD for a really long time, and that's like in the 90s. I need you to know um, that I got an IUD and then bled for three months. Oh, it can so happen. So that happens to people. Yeah, like I had, I had an IUD. I started with Marina, maybe? One of the like small plastic ones, easy. Best thing ever. Loved it. And then this dumbass, like, four years in, was like, I'm going to switch to the copper one because I don't want hormones in me. Well, that's not you being a dumbass, first and foremost. Well, it turned I out to be. I won't let you talk about my friend like that. <laughs> I just won't let that happen. Well, and and that, and yes. that is a real concern for some people. Totally. It may have been for you. Sure. And, like, yeah. So I was super happy on the birth control I was on. And then I was like, what if we change it up? And it was horrible. The copper IUD was horrible for me. Bled for three months. Like, really? I did not bleed for three months, but, like, I was in so much pain. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, could not shit. Oh, my very God. Weird. Yeah. It was... Guys, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I love I love modern medicine. Like love modern it. Modern medicine, I mean, keeps you alive literally it's every day. Be- what, what truly it, every day. What does it do? Wait, what is the... What is the device you use? An insulin pump. To just stay alive. To just stay alive. And well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like sing on stage for uh-huh. thousands of people. Yeah. Okay. An insulin thing. Yes. An insulin pump. Uh-huh. Okay. You got this. So great. I love modern interventions. I really do. But I took a round of steroids like, I don't know, you were there a month ago and like it has wrecked my digestion. Yeah. It's a real thing. Anyway, go on. But yeah, so I like switched to the copper IUD and I was like, this is horrible. And then I went from that to the implant. So I was on a Nexplanon, which is where they like shove a little toothpick in your arm full of hormones. And it was great. So like so many forms of birth control. I've been on almost all of them except for the shots. There are shots. Um, There are shots. You can get shots. Oh, I I guess I'm hungry. (laughs) I actually looked it up. Tubal ligation has gone up 800 to 1,000 percent since Roe v. I'm sure. Overturned. Yes. 800 to 1,000 percent. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. yeah, because like people want control of their own bodies. 100%. What? Shocking. Um, but yeah, so I had tried all of the birth control things, but the birth control things are either you take a pill every day, you have to change a vaginal ring, you have to remember to go to the doctor to get shots, you have to keep track of, oh, how many years has it been since I put this piece of plastic up my hoo-ha? It's like still the mental it's load still of like, so I don't much. want this thing, I don't want this thing, do I want this thing, I don't want this thing. Exactly. But even though I know that there, you don't have a thought, do I want this thing? But yes. will this thing happen to me? For me, it was very much like, happen to oh, me. if I forgot to like take this pill one day and I happen to have sex on that day, is that going to be... Yeah. There's so many variables, so is, many... 
things. Is this the primary reason that everyone hates the pill? Because it's a it's a question. This is a safe space, and I can ask it. Totally. Yes. Why are we all negs on? The, I've been taking it since I'm 15. I have no complaints. Right? I think they're. So, I love that. So then, but right. like. Why is the general cons- – is it the uh, the amount of hormones? I do. It's hormones, yeah. For me, I have polycystic ovaries and like a thyroid disease and um, they put me on uh, like hormonal birth control to like regulate my cycle. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of mumbo jumbo in my head around <laughs> – we all do. She's I'm, laughing at me. I'm laughing because like me too. Oh, you are? But also because did you see how crazy I was when I was talking about – she was there when I was like, I have to take these steroids. And she's like, you can't move. Your back is you need out. To you need to take And I was like, but I – but the but – the, but the chemicals. She's like, but moving. Like move yeah. – like living your life. Um, so anyway, I have a lot of mumbo jumbo in my head around that. Um so I had, you know, I had like differing opinions doctor-wise around yeah. taking taking hormonal birth control. I'm not on birth control now. And like, I just have to live with that choice. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. And I think it's like, it really comes down to living with that choice that, that choice. yeah, for you, the pill is like the way to go. I don't even think about it. So like the, exactly. the number one thing that women are like, I have to remember to take it. I have taken it now so long. It's like, it's weird if I didn't take yes. it. But you take something for, um, epilepsy. I double down at the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Epilepsy. So I just get them done. Yeah. No, I don't think about, I don't think about my thyroid medication. Yeah. I take oh, the three of us, the three of us are two. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to think about my antidepressant. Oh, I really okay. forget well, that a lot you. and it's not great. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, great. Um, right. So you don't like taking pills also. Like yeah. you just, you forget like, it. People That's the don't thing. like taking pills. There's the weight gain. There's the like moody swingies. There's all of it. But that's a side effect for literally anything, any option of birth control. Except for? It's still even kind of a, an option, a thing for, like, who knows what the body's going to do. You no, know? I, I mean with, um, with getting your tubes tied and I, I'm, I but forgot even, what the real <laughs> tubal ligation. If you get a tubal ligation, are you are is there are there side effects? There can be. Oh, okay. There are side effects to literally everything. Yeah. Like that's just blanket statement. Yeah. Okay. Life has side effects. Um, but yeah, there are side effects. Oh my god, to tweet the, that. Again, wise. I'm so old and wise. You now. are so old and wise Stupid. now. Um, but yeah, so like I don't even remember how we got onto what we're talking about, but yeah, so many forms of birth birth control, birth control, birth control, <laughs> and I had been on most of them, and I said, I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to have to like mm. question whether or not my birth control is going to work. Mm. Let's just go right to the source. <laughs> Snip that shit out. Is it, it no? You didn't snip it out. You what just snip it out? Because well, you the the the, um, the current method that most doctors practice is cutting the tube out. So it's oh. like you're not no knot, no nothing. Literally severing the path between egg and um, ovary and uterus. What? Yeah. So even if the egg was like, I'm coming for you, poof, she just yeah, like just fall off a ledge. Off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is forever. This is non-reversible. 
yes, it uh, the when they when they cut when they cut them out, it's pretty irreversible. When they t- do the tying, tying method, it technically is reversible, but it's not. It's not. Um, the odds aren't great. It'll work. Wow. But it can. And, like, that's the thing is, like, there's there's side effects and risk to all of it. The people who, like, got their tubes tied and, like, still got pregnant. Like, that's – it happens. Oh, oh, okay. I think it's far less likely when – Was it a loose knot? Like, I what know, are you saying to or me just, right like, now? really powerful egg-sperm <laughs> combo? I don't know. I am not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. What? No. I did not uh, go to the medical school. You didn't go to. What are you doing here? I'm a TikTok doctor for you sure. You are such a. TikTok I can diagnose doctor. anyone with ADHD. Um, can I just because because you help me so much with my ADHD, and I just want to thank you so much You're for that. You're so welcome. Well, I guess that brings me to something that I realized. You know, I'm I'm like, why do we have this divide with the women and the with children and without and what's going on and. I think I realized it's because there are some women who don't have children who really want children. Yes. And it's a heartache. Yes. It's a heartache to experience. Yes. Yeah. And when I'm with the two of you guys, you are so supportive of my work. You're so supportive of my limitations, let's just call them. No, she Laura doesn't even see my limitations. No, because no they're thing. not. No. Yeah, but exactly. I, the the ADHD. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Perfect. Love it. Um, you're so supportive of my children, and I think it's because there's no, there's no uh, heartache. There's no, no longing for that experience. This is a new. This is a big realization that I've come to because I've always been like, why can't we just? do this village thing together. And the reason why many times is because it's sad for some people and it's yes. not sad for you. No. And like, that's the, th- 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 there's so many ways to go about life and there's so many ways to go about being a parent and a mother. And there are so many different journeys to get to the end goal, whatever that end goal may be. And like, I don't know, some people have that biological clock and they want children and their bodies do not let them have them. Mm. Um, And like, again, modern medicine can help, but there are still sometimes when like people can't have kids and it's devastating to them. And I have so much empathy for that Mm. because like, I don't know, I think it's like, truly what being pro-choice means is like you you can do whatever you want with your body and if your body desperately wants children Mm. and you're not able to have them and not able to get them that's devastating and that like we have to hold space for that we have to be able to hold space for any iteration of children in the world like yeah End of women in the world. Yeah. I would say all people, but we are really just talking about women and children at this point. You know, like, I, I believe that for all people, all genders, but we are really talking about, like, birthing people. Yeah. Yeah. Talking I, about a community of women that you've built, you've built here. Yeah. But also you wish to see out in the world, which is a, a sangha, a community of women, child having or non, coming together and my my devil's advocate argument here is 
why can't we do that in community? And still, both of us, you, me, her, can hold space for the women who can't have kids. Yeah. Well, my gut we reaction to that it, is right? that people don't talk about it. That's I agree with you. Except we do here. We do here. Yeah. But it's like I didn't know a single other person who had had a tubal ligation until I was vocal about it. And then like seven friends were like, yeah, me too. And I was like, what? 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 We don't talk about it. We don't talk about miscarrying. We don't talk about abortions. We don't talk about our bodies functioning as bodies. And if we truly accepted this like community belief, we would be able to hold space and actually talk about it so that there wasn't that weird like, oh, why are we sad around other people's children? Why are we not like connecting in this way? Just talk about it. Talk yeah. about your feelings because yeah. it's really helpful. It's helpful for you to get it out and it's helpful for other people to be like, I also feel that way. Mm. Yes. I was just telling Caitlin in the um, bathroom, I was like, I'm having a bout of unworthiness. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, what a weird, what a weird thing, you know. <laughs> and now I am reminded like how important this project is. Yeah. This this podcast, this project, that um, that even in my days of unworthiness, that this is such an important space because I think like really <clears throat> people do have a hard time talking about it. There is so much shame being doled out. Yes. Um, but by society at large, it's not by any one entity. It's just being yep spit forward um, back <laughs> all over all the time. And I think that if we, the two of us, can talk about it and then have someone listen, mm -hmm. we can offer them a template of what it is to speak heart to heart, to be seen, yeah. to be validated in our life choices, or even to just hear you say, like, there are so many ways to be a person in this world. Yeah. Yes. And, like, that's why I talked about it on Instagram, you know? Like, I'm a very open person in life and on social media, but it's like, no, I'm going to talk about this on social media because like, I don't know who it could affect. And so many people reached out to me and were like, oh my gosh, where did you find your doctor? What are the steps? What, like, how did you decide to do this? What was the procedure? Like all of these questions that no one ever talks about. So like, let's talk about it so we can spread the good word of tubal ligation. Spread the good word of tubal ligation. <laughs> <laughs> what was the time frame like from when you decided like all right I'm definitely doing this to like when it was done that for me it was very quick it really depends on what state you live in um and what doctors you have access to I am very fortunate that I was living in Washington state my doctors are liberal as heck they support everyone um and so for me I was prepared for it to take years like I literally started the process af right after Roe v. Wade because I was like, I want to start doing this now so that if I have 17 million doctors tell me no, I have a record on my, in my like medical record saying she wanted this done this date. And wow. so years from now it could still be like recorded. Wow. Um, but that was not the case. And my primary care physician was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. You obviously like know what you want. Let's do it. Go see, go see an OBGYN. Made an appointment like two weeks later, maybe. Um, saw this wonderful woman. She was incredible. And she was like, yeah, in this clinic, we respect humans and their bodies and their choices. 
you've clearly done your research. You are an adult woman. You know what you want. Let's let's do it. And then it was like, okay, well, wait. You have, you have to like sign the papers and then you wait like a couple of weeks for them to schedule it and then they schedule it maybe like a month out. So I started looking in maybe like summer-ish time and had the procedure done in November. So like fast. Nice. Yeah. That does not seem fast to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like for like a couple of months to go from like this is an idea to seeing a doctor to getting an appointment for a right. surgery. A surgery. Like yeah. I guess you're right. It's not bad. And, and it's an and it's um an elective surgery. So it's not like they're gonna fit you in real quick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So um what were the other questions people asked you so I could just use those? <laughs> <laughs> no, just I think like people are really a lot of people like don't even know what it is and don't know what getting your tubes tied means I had um someone recently just say like oh well now that you don't have your ovaries and it was like no 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 no. I still I still have those there's yeah. they're still there that's not that's not what it is but like anatomy no one freaking knows what organs are in the stomach so of, a, they, of a person um so yeah so you've got your your ovaries your Doc, Dr. Kinnanen. <laughs> Tony nominated <laughs> Dr. Kinnanen. Dr. Kinnanen. TikTok extraordinaire. <laughs> You've got your ovaries, which hold all the eggs. You got your fallopian tubes, which connect the ovaries to the uterus. And then you've got the uterus, which goes into the vagina. Um, and so what a tubal ligation is, is literally taking out the tubes. So you are cutting access from ovary to uterus mm. um so yeah the only part i now don't have are my fallopian tubes both of them both of them right just in case anyway i'm i'm a, i'm i'm gonna block you from both sides truly great it, you, you work from know. both sides yeah did you know sometimes you, they can come both in <sighs> you can just have um twins Hey buds, it's Daniela Rabani, your host of the Mom Curious podcast, taking a quick break from the episode so that I can share with you an amazing podcast on this network. And I think you're going to love it because Bachelor Nation regular Chelsea Vaughn has started a podcast about all things dating, friendship, pop culture, and much more. So tune in every Monday for new hilarious and heartfelt chats. Listen to Vulnerable wherever pods cast. Oh, this is actually, this is Laura's second favorite I conversation. I fixation around, around twins. Well, because I, I need you to know crazy. something. The, body the older is... you get, the more the uh, eggs want to get here in human form and they just start dropping. It's actually a real, I know, I know. Aren't you so happy? I Every time she comes that. over and hangs out with my kids, who I'm certain you love. I love your children. Yeah, okay. They're my favorite. I always turn to her and I'm like, aren't you so happy? You're not, you're like just going home. She's like, I am stoked. So happy that I get a full night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just thought, uh, PSA, the older you get, the more likely it is you have multiples. And that's not only because of um, IVF. 
which is also... That was the assumption I made, is that most people were older doing IVF, and yeah. that's why they ended up with twins. So well, I learned something today here. Oh, <laughs> I learned a lot, We're both too. Dr. TikToks. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. I just signed up for TikTok, actually. I love it. So because of Caitlin, because she's young and tape and cool. Are you not a millennial? No, I'm a millennial. You are? Yeah. Oh. Why do you seem so young and tip and cool to me? I don't know. I yeah. Because it's not <laughs> true. What is that in my head? I'm trying to be. I'm wearing my Crocs, like, Are like those... the TikTokers, and it makes me question my. They're not sanity. just Crocs, everybody. They are Croc boots. They're a rain boot. They're a Croc rain boot. They ah, are bright pink. They got a little heel. They got a. They got a sensible, a, a sensible heel. heel. I was very tall next to you today. I mean, in the bathroom. You are a very tiny human, but I'm not a giant human. You're a regular so I'm an average-sized human being. I'm so glad we covered that here and that you all And now you know. Now you know. The important topics. Um, <laughs> well, have we covered it all around um, this this important I don't know. Decision have we? Made? I don't know. I just think it's like it's like no matter what your feelings are, they're valid, you know? And I have, like, truly, on an, any given day, I can give you 10 different reasons of why I don't want children. And they are all valid. And Should we list them? Yes. <laughs> but, like, any... I want to hear them out loud, and I'll tell you why. Because what we were talking about how shame is so pervasive. Yeah. And I don't want to ever stop you from just saying it out loud. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, any reason you want a kid is also okay. These are just my reasons. And other pe people could be like, well, that's a dumb reason. And I'm like, sure, but it's my dumb reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, so my dumb reasons are – the biggest one for me is that I – well, giant caveat that I am a very anxious human being. There's mm. a lot of mumbo-jumbo up here. and You so, never know it. You'll never know. You'll know it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just like caveat of the way my brain works. But yeah, and so you don't like, have, obviously you don't have to share anything you don't want to share. I just want No, I want to share everything. That. But like, yeah, just caveat of like these are my own opinions. I'm not putting them on anyone else. Take what the you will. The opinions expressed here are that of Dr. Caitlin Kinnanen. Okay. Yes. I, I wanted to say Tony Award nominee, Dr. Kinnanen. I think that's great. I think that's my new TikTok doctor. TikTok doctor. <laughs> We're working on the title, guys. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, okay, so my biggest one, which has been the biggest one for like a very long time, is my diabetes. Mm. Pregnancy and type 1 diabetes can be very complicated. Mm -hmm. It can be totally smooth, totally no worries. I, tons I of pregnant women are type 1 – tons of people who have had children have type 1 diabetes, yes. and it's fine. They I, have I know beautiful, one. healthy, gorgeous children. Yes. Love it for them. And – and on the other side, it can get really complicated really fast. I didn't know that. And there's a chance that your offspring would then maybe get diabetes. I would feel so guilty mm. if my child ended up having diabetes. Really? It sucks that bad? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's fine. I'm living with it. It's my life, and like, I don't really know life any other way. And I'm an awesome person and functioning like greatly in the world. Mm -hmm. But also, would I wish this upon anyone else? Fuck no. Um, so, like, yeah, that was like numero uno of like, don't, don't want that. Um, 
So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, just like I would feel guilty giving any of my neuroses. Oh my God, your to brain a is so beautiful. Child. You could give your brain to me. I would be great. I would be so. You great. don't want to eat. <laughs> um, I would feel so guilty. Uh, but yeah, so like that, like really, like genetics. Genetic. I was like, let's not. We don't need. Let's just stop here. <laughs> we don't need more of this. <laughs> I mean, in human form. Okay. Uh, so that, and then I believe we are burning the world to the ground, mm-hmm. and it terrifies me the idea that like. A, that, like, we, our age group, has to deal with it eventually. Like, we're going to be 80 and, like, rowing a boat through a pile of mud because the world has no water left um, or it's on fire. But to bring a child into that, no thing. it felt really, really bad to me as well. But then again, on that same note, if other people want to bring a child into it, totally, totally support that. That's fine. Whatever. You do you. For my brain does not compute. Yeah. But you know what's really helpful actually when you do list these things out is like maybe it's not for the person who's listening. There are several people listening, right? So there's someone who's going to be like, yes, yes, yes. There's another who has children and is like, please stop. Stop talking. But to that person, I would say, please respect other people's life path. And they probably know someone who doesn't want children. Yeah. And they're like, what? Are you afraid of this? What? Do you have mommy issues? What? Do you blah, blah, blah? No, they have their reasons. Yes. Yeah. So that, I think this is, this is an important sort of exercise, not in shaming anyone for having children, but in validating your own experience. There are reasons. There are valid reasons. And we can support other people in, in, in this choice. Yeah. Um, so, okay. If you, if you got more. Oh, I've got more. Hit, hit I've up. got more. Um, uh, also like, yeah, genetic wise, like my depression and anxiety, don't want that to be in human child form. <laughs> um, my career, I yeah. am very career driven. I always have been. You can 100% have children and have a career. Yeah. That's, you can, you're yeah. doing it. I see you do it every day. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't want that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to prioritize those two things. Um, again, for my brain, no, no. I feel like Laura can relate to that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's my number one reason. Yeah. It starts with the career bit. Yeah. Like I need the autonomy to, but it's also like being self-aware enough to know that like, I don't have it in me. She does. Yes. Daniela does have it in her to split her prior, like, and prioritize these children and give them so much love. Yes. That, like, I know that if I had a kid, that kid would be lacking. Exactly. Because I am not. Uh, my no, but career, that's so real. You hit it when you said it. Like, some kids just grow up and they have dolls. I didn't have a single doll. I had stuffed animals. I had imagination games. Yes. And then I was like, I want a career. I was like six, you know, like that is a real, real thing. Yeah. That was our baby. You know, it was like, I want to be something, you know, which it absolutely does not mean you can't be something with kids. This network. But it is. Your baby. Yes. Yes. All these kids in these rooms. Like I, you know, mentoring kids in their early twenties, like all of that fills me in a way and then they go home. Also, I can get a drink with them. So it's fun. Yes. Um, But it's also like, I have nothing, nothing 
but respect and admiration for someone like Daniela that can yes. balance it. And there are so many amazing, I mean, how many have we met over the last, oh, you know? truly. Just amazing women that are doing it. And can I just say? I also think it's equally amazing to say no thanks. No. Can you just say? Well, it's funny that you, you know, can, can I just say that I don't think we have ever, I know that I haven't, and I would like, I think this is the perfect time to She's do it. Perfect poison. It's, you are, it's, can we thank you? Because your unwavering support of women like us, yes. people like us, there are not enough of you. Thank you. Thank you for getting here and doing this constantly. I know what you put into making this 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 community, this show, this. I know what it takes. And I also, on camera, off camera, in life, feel so fucking supported by you, seen by you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Truly, thank you, because we have not thanked you nearly enough for that. Thanks for saying It's true. I love you guys so much. (laughs) It's just that I love you so much. We love love you you so so much. much. That's all, you know, like I do get, I do get sometimes thank yous from these beautiful women who don't have children. It's so hard. It kills me. Like, why? Who fucking cares? Why are we up each other's asses? Why are we up each other's fucking vages? Like, get out. <laughs> Through tears. She's <laughs> like, I don't understand why um why there needs to be a thank you. I, I appreciate it, but I'm also just like you do enough. You are enough. What I don't I don't know why the world hasn't validated that experience. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. It is breathtaking to me that like, why are we doing this? There is actually a phenomenon that I learned um, from a podcast called Women Without Children by Ruby Warring- Warrington. By Ruby Warrington. She's a an author. And she's in, I don't know, I think she's in her 50s maybe. And she never wanted children. And she um, interviews other women who either wanted and didn't have or mm-hmm. et cetera. And there is this like patriarchal um, phenomenon called neonatalism, which is that like we need to make children in order to work the farm, mm-hmm. in order to make money. And what we've done is, like, we've made women's bodies a commodity. Yeah. That is, like, the opposite of what bringing life into the world is about, (laughs) you know? So. I just, I just... Thanks for the That's thing, why yeah. the space is so important. That's why like building like you are building a community. You are yes. doing you saw something you didn't like in the world and you said I'm going to fix that and you are. Mm-hmm. You are doing that. It's humongous. It's humongous to me and it means something to you. Yeah. So at least there are two of us. No, there know? are more. There I are more. Don't I know it? But yeah. you know. <laughs> I just think it's also pretty badass to do you feel like it's badass to like make a, a stand like that? I think so. I think any I think any person choosing to live authentically in their body and listen to their body is amazing. So many people do not do that. And so to have the 
courage, wherewithal, whatever you want to call it, to say, no, I'm going to listen to myself and put myself first. Some people are going to be like, damn, that's selfish as fuck. And I'm going to be like, no, no, sure, whatever. It's still what I want to be doing with my life and putting my wants and needs first is very important. It's very important and it means that the way you show up in your work and in your life and in your relationships, I see it firsthand. I feel it firsthand. My family feels it firsthand. It's so full. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have this podcast without Laura because she's so full. She's so um, self-embodied and actualized and if you if you don't listen to yourself, you, you, you can't give of yourself. No. Not that that, by the way, just that that concept of giving of yourself is, I think it's a little um, manipulative. I don't, I don't think that's what we're here for. I think actually we're here to receive. Go off. <laughs> Go off. Don't it's, you think? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Just like the same idea of like we've like monetized the female body. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, like the most feminine experience is to receive, to be a receptacle of yeah. joy, bliss, air, water, fire, whatever, uh, art. I think the overemphasis of giving, like that that archetype of mother, of woman, yeah of giving it's just a little overblown yeah and like i think this is just a difference of like i don't know thought process or 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 like articulation but like to me in that statement it is giving because if if i am truly able to like be all of me and feel all of that, that feminine energy, that masculine energy, whatever I want to bring to the world and Mm. fully embrace it Mm. and embody that every single day, I am then giving the ability to have other people do that. I mean, just by being, right? Yes. I I know it sounds lofty. being. But really, if the reason why you're here is because the fact that you exist the way you do is a leadership role. Yeah. Just that, by... like, I wouldn't know that that was possible if I didn't see other people doing it. Oh yeah. You know, like if I didn't see you leading your life with like everything <laughs> that you have in it, I'd be like, oh, well you can't, you can't do it. But then here you are right. being like, yes, I am receiving. And so in doing that, you were giving me the permission right. to receive. Yeah. And I do think that the world is on fire. <laughs> I, I totally do. I can totally. And there is so much beauty to be enjoyed. It's a fucking gorgeous fire. I mean, <laughs> she's looking good. <laughs> the, the color scheme, <laughs> the tastes, the smells, the experience. No, but it's true. And like, I don't know. Part of like me not having children is that I can fully embrace every part of this life and give it my full attention and feel all of the feelings. And, like, by not having kids, I gave myself permission to do that. Mm. That I can live my life to the fullest, however the fuck I want. Um, There's a story in there that I know that Laura and maybe the listener doesn't know. When you're in the prom on Broadway, Uh 
um, for which you received your Tony nomination. And my doctorate, yes. <laughs> and her TikTok doctorate. <laughs> no, TikTok wasn't around then. I know, I know. It was okay, whatever. Like, not your TikTok doctorate, your actual doctorate. Um, she never went to college. Okay, so no. anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Everything's going great. You came out as bisexual. I did. Can you tell us about that? Just, I can tell you about yeah. that. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I was doing the show called The Prom when I was playing a teenage lesbian. And for years, I identified as a straight ally. Um, and doing the show, like, that was definitely not the reason I came out. It just happened to, like, coincide with my timeline, I guess. But I, I started dating a woman. I just, like, was like, yeah, we're going to do this. And it was awesome. And I was like, oh. Oh, I'm bisexual. <laughs> Duh. Um, and looking I like back now, looking back now, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah. So I just again, like, I'm all about living authentically. And I said, okay, yeah, we're we're coming out. We're like acknowledging that this is a thing. They're like, yeah, I am also attracted to the same sex. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I came out when I was 28. Mm. Yeah. And ever since you've been an advocate for the LGBTQI yes, community. Yes, I would say that I was and a member. I, I was I really and a member. appreciate you saying that. <laughs> and a member. Um yeah, like I was always an advocate. I am fully a believer of like love is love. You should be able to do whatever you want, love whoever you want. Um as long as you're like two consent two or more consenting adults, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it comes down to like, why am I like shoving myself up your butt to be like, this is how you should live your life. No, I don't care. It literally has nothing to do with me. So like, go do you. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So like, yes, now I am even now I can like proudly say like, I am a member of the community and I support the community and I advocate for the community. All of it. You read the a speech that you shared last week two weeks ago I don't know who knows time it was so beautiful you shared that with me and I I can't get it out of my head I think the big thesis was live what was it live out loud no that's that's oh, that's the own network <laughs> <laughs> live love love <laughs> what was the thesis what, what, what tell me about it was it. just I I was asked to present this um speech at a human rights campaign event and they wanted me to speak about um, visibility. And visibility, that's right. it was, I think, the thesis of my my speech was kind of what we said earlier, that it's like, no, live your entire life with authenticity and out loud and proud no matter what you are saying, doing, whatever, so that you can give other people the courage and the safety to speak their truth and live their lives out loud. Yeah, and you don't have to do that by standing on a podium and no. giving a speech or having a podcast. You just – the example you said in, in your speech was just holding hands on the street. Yeah. It's it can a be huge very, act. very simple. Nothing has to be like this – I don't know. I feel like in the world of social media and and just like everything being so accessible, people assume that – any gesture has to be huge. It has to be big. It has to be this blowout thing that has like time, money, energy put into it. No, it can literally just be as small as holding hands or showing up for someone or like just 
just you know walking down the street in your bright bright crocs your they're not just crocs guys they are croc boots croc boots um all right well we're wrapping up our time together (gasps) okay well not not, we'll have to have you back yeah i'll be back anytime back I can this like could have little... gone on for like another easily another hour and a half. So I mean, we've, we've I'll be like your I childless can't. correspondent. We've gone. <laughs> oh, we love. Oh, wait, we're really hoping to do some like um, you know, some some video content. Yes, I'll okay. show up in my croc boots, ready to interview croc people. Boots. Thank you for for uh, calling them what they are, which croc are boots. croc boots. They're also badass. Thank oh, you. Thank you. They are. Uh, Tell us, where can we follow you, find you, what's up you next? You can find the Crocs at crocs.com. Um, <laughs> That's dot com. Um, no, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm at caitlin.kinnanen. That's really the only, like, public social that I'm on, like, all the time. I have TikTok, but, like, it's not It's my, just for doctor stuff. It's just for doctor stuff. <laughs> no, it's literally. It's just for my medical practice. It's, it's just me, like, doing, like silly videos i think once every like two months right so like it's not where to keep keep up to speed on my whereabouts um instagram is the place for that uh right now i'm just like hanging i'm working on some audiobooks i just had one come out like two days ago Congrats. called the island um and you won an award for one of the other audio i got nominated either. for an award for one of them, I got nominated for an Audio Award, which is like the Oscars of audiobooks. Don't laugh. It's actually pretty cool. But it's so weird that that's a thing. I, I didn't know so. it was a thing. And it's then a I was real like, performance. Oh, my God. What? Um, Where can people yeah. find Bravo. if they want to listen to your audiobooks? Where Audible? Or Really anywhere that audiobooks are accessible, Amazon, Apple, Audible, all of, all, all of the things. And the prom, your... Um, is the original cast mm-hmm. recording available mm-hmm. as well? Yes, it is. You can listen to me sing some songs about lesbian love. Mm. In high school. In high school. I mean, it's special. It's, it's very, very special. special. I actually get to go and see it at a high school this weekend, and I wow. cannot wait to see like high school kids perform this show. So it special. means so much. Well, you mean so much to me. Thank you so much. I'm Daniela Rabani, guys. See you next Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Ravani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast, produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.